1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: And good Saturday morning and a happy, wet, and drizzly National Go-To-Zoo Day. Also a kickoff of our Easter weekend. Great time to spend with the kids and family all across the great Gulf Coast. Now, if you are located between the Mississippi-Alabama state line and Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Birmingham, Jackson, and out into the Gulf waters south of Venice and Grand Isle. You are in a drizzly, miserable, rainy situation. It's going to be with you for most of the day. So I'm sure we got a lot of audience. Uh, not going to be getting out there into the turkey blind or onto the waters until it uh, looks like it's going to clear up a little bit. Not real heavy stuff, but just that kind of, I call it a pesky rain. It's going to be around for quite a while today. Tomorrow looking much better for your Easter Sunday. Well, the wild turkey season continues all across the Gulf Coast, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. I'm happy to report that not one, but two beady-eyed birds, and I'm talking some real studs from Washington Parish, were taken out by a longtime outdoor show radio host who will direct you to pictures and you'll hear him brag about the details. I wonder who that is. Well, anyway, last week the question came up on the show. Do boat trailers require... Inspection stickers in Louisiana, break tags. I promise to research it. I'm keeping my promise. I've got the statute, and I'll quote it for you coming up in just a little while. Also, we're going to have some live fishing reports, as always, from our field reporters, and we welcome your reports. Also got a crawfish report to pass along to you. And I'm happy also to tell you that in the mano-a-mano boil-off between me and DJ Rhett, you might have heard us Trash talking on last week's show. Well, he had some good mud bugs, but mine were just a little better. And I want to thank all of the people who came out and sampled both of our crawfish and voted mine as the best. I got a nice trophy and put it right next to my collection here in St. Hubert's Cathedral. So thank you very much for coming out there and your votes. Also going to tell you about the next opportunity for you to get out and either compete in a contest if you do some good boiling or you can get some excellent crawfish to eat. I'm going to be judging an upcoming contest for Dreams Come True in Lamar Dixon and Gonzalez. Tell you more about that. Staying on the crawfish topic this week, we have bad boys of the outdoors. They were busted for gross, and you'll agree it is a gross violation of littering laws and a whole lot more. Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't on my Facebook page. Not only do we have the crawfish issue there, but we also have Mike Gallo's big speckled trout catch. It's uh, buzzing around, creating a lot of excitement. We're going to be talking to Mike about that. Also, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has chosen to set a a seven-day-a-week red snapper season. In the years past, you might remember, it's been Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and holidays only until the quotas met. That is now changed. It's going to be seven days a week. It opens Friday, May 26th, both state and federal waters. It's still going to be three fish per person per day, 16-inch minimum size, you need your salt water, your basic license, and don't forget that free recreational offshore landing permit. It's an ROLP. You go online or go to a licensed vendor and ask for it. All you gotta do is sign up for it, and it's absolutely free. The season closes when we reach the quota, which has been upped to almost a million pounds, 934,587. And the way we got there, if you're not familiar with it, was we uh, participated in a, a, an accounting method that was developed by the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and we convinced the NOAA that uh, we had more snapper than what they thought, and it's held out true. So if you're asked to participate in a survey, whether it's online or they call you or at the dock when you come in, please do it because the more accurate count we have, the bigger the limit will be. Uh, Alabama, disappointing. I don't know. I haven't gotten an update, but they were cut to 558,000, almost half of Louisiana's, and it's a 51% decrease of their limit from last year. And I understand they were going to try to fight it. That's what NOA told them they could do. I haven't gotten any updates yet, but I will if I get them. All right, you can text me. Tell me, do you like the three-day weekend season better, or are you happier now we've got seven days a week coming on Red Snapper? Text me. 504-260-187. Your questions and comments are welcome, and also your reports. we got one coming up for you right after this pause. We're going to be in Shell Beach talking to Robbie Campo on the outdoors with Don Dubuque. All right, it is a rainy, drizzly Easter Saturday morning. What are you going to be doing? Are you heading out fishing? If you're going to Shell Beach, we got the guy to tell you what you're going to encounter down there. His name is Robbie Campo, and he's been reporting with us for a long, long time, and he grew up in the marina business uh, down from his grandpa and dad, and now he's got it, and maybe he'll give it to his son. Robbie, how you doing this morning?
0: Man, Don, I'm doing wonderful. Happy Easter to you, first of all. Um, I know I won't be able to talk to you tomorrow, but I will shoot you a text tomorrow morning saying Happy Easter. But anyhow, uh, you know, Don, this past week has been pretty good. Uh, we've seen a lot of redfish hit the dock here this week. Uh, a lot of sheephead hit the dock. We've seen, some, you know, we didn't see as many trout as we wanted to see this week. But I tell you, uh, the ones that that were caught on the backside of the dam, we had some. We had some trout that came in. Uh, my gang from Kentucky that comes down here every year, uh, they come two, three times a year. They caught they caught a couple of uh, five, and, five-and-a-half-pound five trout back there uh, fishing on the back side of the dam. They, they caught plenty, plenty white trout on this side of the dam. Um, we're seeing plenty of redfish coming from all the way from Point Lahash uh, over here to the top of the Biloxi Marsh. Um, it, it, it all depends where you want to go uh i tell you it's just been a it's been a good week for redfish you know we talk they're talking about shortage of redfish but i tell you don you know i don't see it (laughs) you know numbers don't lie when people are bringing them to the dock uh even the average joe you know that gets out here and and you know that gets to go once in a while where can i go catch some redfish you know you point them in a direction uh and and they and they did okay this week so um, I, may, maybe they didn't catch limits, but they did. They did pretty good. So, I, I tell you, I'm. Uh, I'm. I don't know where these redfish came from, but it's been um You know, last year and and you know in August and September, uh, it it was a little slow. We didn't see as many. We didn't see as many redfish being caught, and everybody was, oh, there's no redfish left. There's no redfish left. Well, let, I, you know. What I see going on right now, I, I can tell you numbers don't lie. Um, as far as red snapper season goes, if, if you, you add, want my opinion on it, I think it's going to be better opening seven days a week because usually what happens is you'll be able to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The weather's perfect. You plan it for the weekend. It's blowing. It got six-foot waves out there. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know you you only catch a few good weekends that the weather is really really nice. It always seems like it's blowing on Friday Saturday and Sunday when you want to go snap fishing. Now leaving the limit the same is okay, but um, I, I really believe opening it seven days a week. In my opinion, is you know if you leave it out of Shell Beach, the guys that snap a fish out of Shell Beach, I think it's going to be a whole better deal all the way around.
2: Well, you're also going to have people out there scattered more. You won't have as many boats because people are going to get to go on the day of their choosing instead of everybody jumping on. You get a good weekend with low seas out there, and, boy, I mean, it's just there's crowds out there going after them. The only drawback to the seven-day is the season's going to end earlier. They're hoping with that amount we got, almost a million pounds, we'll go to Labor Day. Uh, but in years past, because of the fact that, you know, it was three days a week, and then, you, like you said, you get bad weather on those. It extended the season sometimes all the way to the end of the year. So I don't think we're going to see that with the seven-day, but I'm with you. I'm happy with the seven-day season. You know, fish when you want, and uh, it's going to be better for the, the guys, the people are in that business. They'll be able to schedule more trips for people during the week. That's just going to work out a whole lot better, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I do think so. Uh, absolutely, I think so. That's going to be a whole better deal. And the, and again, it might not go as long done, but you know what? At least they'll be able to get out there when you know when the weather's right. So I, I know there's a lot of people chomping at the bit around here that you know that own these camps and Proctors and football guard that that like to go, you know, and 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 want to go, but you know, but it's, it's all it's always a, a weather-related ordeal, you know. Oh, can we can I get out Friday, Saturday, Sunday because it's blowing? And you know this, and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it seems like it's always perfect. You know? so yeah. <laughs> And then if you do get a good weekend in between that, where they could get out, I mean, it, it's going to be a whole better deal all the way around, no doubt.
2: I agree with you, Robbie. Those big trout that were coming in, those five pound trout, what were they caught on? Do you know whether it it's live shrimp or and we're throwing fish?
0: Actually, actually, uh, um, some of them were caught on a uh, on a small voodoo shrimp and some of them were caught on live shrimp but i tell you down the bait situation been down here has just been it's been horrible uh, the, you know the shrimp that my brother and my son was catching they are like a 31 35 36 40 count shrimp they don't do well in captivity they do all right in the boat when we get till we get them here and then overnight you lose half of that so we're not going to start back probably around Tuesday or Wednesday um, uh, next week we we don't have live shrimp right now, but there are a few places in St. Bernard Parish that do have some. That was coming from down from Venice that way. So, uh, if you're looking for live shrimp this morning, make some phone calls to Bait Inc. or either down at Sweetwater Marina has some. And, and as a matter of fact, I think even Hope Dale Marina may have some. So, um, uh, make some phone calls. We do not have any uh, for this weekend. And uh, as far as tomorrow goes, I know a lot of people want to know. If we're going to be open or not, we we're taking tomorrow off. So, uh, but the ramp will be open if you want to use it, and the drop box is there. So feel free to have, you know, to come down and use the um, use the back down ramp.
2: That's that's great, um, Robbie, Sorry, you guys don't have the shrimp, but I'm sure that'll change. You know, Good Friday and and that. Uh, that day after Christmas, that, those seem to be the biggest fishing days of the year, but the weather wasn't quite right. How was it yesterday? Did you get a huge turnout on Good Friday?
0: No, no, Don, we did not. Um, you know, yesterday was, you know, they, they called for rain yesterday that we didn't get. Uh, I, the weatherman kind of messed it up a little bit. Um, now, we're getting rain right now. It's You know, it's, it's, it's coming down pretty good right here, right now. Uh, I think the rain is probably going to quit around 10, 11 o'clock this morning from looking at what I was seeing on the radar. <clears throat> I'm no meteorologist, but, uh, you know, I think I could do as good a job as those
2: guys. <laughs> 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 uh, but, well, we've got I mean, the access to – we've almost got as much access to technology and equipment as they do now, you know, with looking at radar pictures and, so, and that. So we can make a real educated guess for sure.
0: Right. But if you're coming down, we got Tee Wee's open this morning. We got All everything right. everything's ready to go. So come get your breakfast biscuit, if anything else. So, well, and we're here. So uh, if you want to come on down, we got dead shrimp. So I'm saying if you want to come fishing, come on down and hook the love. Come see us.
2: All right, Robbie, you and the family enjoy your Easter Sunday, and uh, we'll see you next week. Okay,
0: buddy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
2: All righty. Robbie Campo, Shell Beach. All right, we come back. I'm going to give you the statute on the uh, inspection stickers, also known as a brake tag, for trailers. We had some question about it last week. I've got the answer for you. We're back to tell it with you right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
3: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
2: All right, uh, you can text uh, messages in at 504-260-1870 and uh, give us your opinion on that seven-day or three-day season for Red Snapper. Which would you prefer? All right, uh, last week on this show, it came up for discussion about whether brake tags are required on boat trailers. So I contacted the source, the, the State Department of uh, Transportation, and also the uh, state trooper, and that, that's where I got a quote on the statute which is RS32-1301. I'll share it with you. It says, no person shall drive or move on any highway, any motor vehicle, low-speed vehicle trailer, semi-trailer, or pole trailer, or any combination thereof, unless the equipment upon any such vehicle is in good working order and adjustment as required in this chapter, and the vehicle is in such safe mechanical condition as not to endanger the driver— or other occupant or any person upon the highway. Every motor vehicle, low-speed vehicle, trailer, semi-trailer, and pole trailer registered in this state shall bear a valid safety inspection certificate issued in the state of Louisiana except as otherwise provided by this chapter. Well, there was no otherwise. So according to the law, you have to have an inspection sticker on the vehicle. Now, in talking to the state troopers, a group of them got together and the total of their service was 90 years. And in those 90 years, not one of them has ever wrote a ticket for someone not having a brake tag on a trailer. In other words, it's not heavily enforced. Now, if you've got a tail light out or your brake lights aren't working, and that happens when you're back in a trailer or in and out of the water, it can cause some problems, uh, they're going to pull you over and write you a ticket or at least a warning and let you know about it. But as far as an inspection sticker, Uh, Very few of those are written. There have been some some talk about some of the local law enforcement might, from time to time, uh, get at a boat marina and just check everyone there and write a whole bunch of tickets because very few people have it. But uh, it is on the law books. It's required. I'm going to tell you the chances of getting a ticket for it, probably not very high, but it could happen. Now, where you would put it on a trailer that goes in and out of the water, uh, is beyond me I, it's supposed to be on the trailer if there's some kind of way you could make it waterproof but I, I think most people probably keep them in the glove compartment of their truck but anyway it is on the books it is required on all boat trailers but uh again how well and how aggressively it's enforced uh not very much so you make your own decision but that's the law on it all right, let me get to some of the text messages uh, coming in. we got Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. Uh, he catches Bayou Wild TV before the show comes on, 4 a.m. That's Channel 54 in New Orleans. says, it brought back memories of my family visiting a catfish farm near our country home in Gillsburg, Mississippi. Took home enough for three meals. Delicious. Yeah, those catfish are those channel cats. And uh, the, this week's episode is one where I went to uh, Zamari Park in Hammond. Right after the department did one of their get out and fish catfish stockings and uh, did pretty well out there. And uh, you, you'll see that on uh, go to bayouwildtv.com and you can find a, a listening near you. All right, uh, we're hearing from the worm this morning. The backstrap stacker, he's checking in from Mobile. He's preparing a few hams to smoke and waiting for the rain to get here. Happy Easter. Back to you, backstrap. Uh, We got old Wingbone, also known as Ed, from Wilmer, Alabama. He says, congratulations on my turkeys, and he's glad to hear the Wingbone call worked. Yeah, I did use it and got him to gobble with it and several other calls. The one that I think did the the, the trick and got the bird in that I shot, at least the second one, was I don't know what the official name of it is. I call it the pine cone call. It looks like a pine cone, and it makes a really good uh, purr. And uh, that seemed to be the, the ticket. But I, I used a box call, I used a, a mouth call, and I used the wingbone call and all of those got the birds to gobble. But the one that I used the last one before I pull a trigger was that I it's called I call it the pine cone call. Maybe somebody has a better name for it. Alright, here's one that says talking break tags. Why do trailer I never see have license plates? I paid a good price for mine and police just let them pass. Some trailers don't seem worthy to be on the road. Yeah, you're supposed to display your license plate, your registration tag, and an and inspection sticker all there by law. But as long as your trailer's in good working condition and doesn't endanger anyone else or yourself, uh, I think they're going to pretty much leave you alone. I right, got more texts. We'll get to them. Uh, if you'd like to send one in, it's 504-260-1870. We're back tomorrow. We're going to talk about those turkeys. At, uh, have you got one yet? Well, it'll be a nice Easter gift. We'll be right back after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, well, we'll be t- sharing some of the text messages that are coming in to 504 260 1870 A couple things we're asking you. Any experience? Anybody ever get a ticket for not having a brake tag on their boat trailer? Uh, if you are an officer listening, have you ever written citations to people uh, who did not have inspection stickers, AKA brake tags, on there? I love to hear from you. 504-260-1870. You want to direct you to my Facebook page? If you're on Facebook, check me out. We got a picture of that huge trout. I'm going to be talking to Mike Gallo about next hour. Also, one of the two uh, mule turkeys I shot. These were studs. the biggest one was 20 pounds, 10-inch beard, one and a half inch spurs. A really nice bird. The other one, a little bit lighter, was 18 pounds, had a uh, also had a 10-inch beard and a one and a quarter inch spur. Got a picture of those. Also, a picture of the crawfish that are going to be in question doing our bad boys. Uh, Check it out. It's the Don Dubuque Facebook page. All right, when I come back right after this, uh, we're going to get to some of your text messages. Stay tuned. We'll be back after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, getting to uh, crawfish. Uh, Last week, uh, competed in the uh, Crawdaddies down at Chack Bay, a great bunch of people down there. Uh, my, my team member, Janice Lamont, who helped me, we, uh, we brought home this Celebrity Competition Trophy. Uh, we defeated uh, the indomitable DJ Rhett. Uh, DJ has a good time wherever he goes. Nice guy, good friend. And uh, sorry he lost, but happy that I won. Uh, we got a Dreams Come True Crawfish Cook-Off Contest coming up next Saturday. Uh, you know Dreams Come True. It, it uh, makes dreams come true for children who don't have opportunity to get out and fish. It's a great organization. And if you'd like to compete, if you think your bugs are better than everybody else and you want to prove it, uh, it's a $100 entry fee. Now, that gives you the crawfish and the registration. Uh, and you need to bring everything you need to ball one sack of crawfish. You need to bring your little table, your tent, and a garden hose and uh, a bucket to wash your crawfish, and they'll be judged on the best tasting. And you set up at 7 a.m., Uh, They pick them up uh, at 11 o'clock for the judging. I'll be one of the judges. And then the final heat after the uh, elimination round is over, uh, that will be at uh, 1 o'clock, and then 4 o'clock, the winners will be finally announced at 5 p.m. And all the crawfish will be sold to the public below market price. If you want to sign up, uh, Galvez Hardware, or you can call Rodney Duper with Cajun Living and Cooking. I got his number. If you want it, just text me and ask for it. I'll send it back to you. It's 504-260-1870. All right, turkey season is in full swing. Getting some good reports. Uh, not only I, am tagged out. Got my two for Louisiana. Uh, it goes on in Alabama all the way through May 8th. It's open in Mississippi till May 1st. And uh, you've got through the end of April here in Louisiana to, to get out and get a turkey. It's a great sport and it's a really rewarding thing when you can bag a turkey. All right, getting to your text messages. Let's see. We have JT in Varnado. Do I have any info on the Bogacetta Kids Fishing Tournament? Thanks so much. Um, They haven't released it yet, but historically it is the first Saturday in June. It it, it, uh, falls on the same week as National Fishing Week and uh, Louisiana Fishing Week and that's normally when it's set as soon as i get the information jt i'll pass it out i know because they have you got to register for it and they have limited amount that they'll lower they stock that lake out there and uh really it's a pretty good place to go it's easy access and it's good to bring the kids all right hearing from my my buddy toby he says congratulations on the birds brother most of the birds we had in the sip mississippi that is disappeared so we've been scrambling but we're making it work I got faith in you, Toby. You'll end up with a, with a beady-eyed bird. Right, here's one. What's up with wildlife and fishery requiring that fishermen fill out a permit card prior to entry in the Pearl River Management Area? Are you talking about the access permit? The access permit is for people that don't have licenses. If you have a fishing or hunting license, that gets you into the WMAs. Uh, otherwise, you have to buy a WMA access permit for any activity, even if you're just going in there. But a fisherman having a license would be covered. Uh, here's one says, I had a sticker, and what they do is they staple it to the registration certificate. Same thing they do for motorcycles. Yeah, you'd have to. Uh, that law is written to where it's got to bear it, and I, there's just no way to do that. that. That would make more sense. All right, we're hearing from Captain Bryce Evers with Down Tight Guide Services he likes the decision to make red snapper season seven days a week. It allows guides like myself who run a 24-foot bay boat a better opportunity to get my clients as well as family to get out there and enjoy the deeper waters. That's kind of gets back to what Robbie was saying. Uh, when you don't have a, a, a huge boat that can handle a little rough seas, you got more opportunity to get out there on better days. Uh, here's one that says, Did you ever put that hot wire around those apple trees in Alabama? How's that working? Uh, that was not going to be the best choice. It seems that the, this, it's, it would create too much uh, uh, lawn work in between where the wiring is. So for now, the hot wire has been put on hold. Uh, I think I know who that is. All right, we'll get uh, right back and get some more of your texts, 504-260-1870. And we got a fishing report coming up from out west where the rain has passed through already. Boy, they got a foot of rain In a short period of time earlier this week, I'm talking about the Lake Charles area. Hackberry Rod and Gun is our next destination. Captain Kirk will be your speaker. He's up next right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Let's go where no man has gone before. Well, maybe a few went there. I'm talking about Hackberry Rod and Gun. We bring in Captain Kirk Stansel. Kirk, how's it going this morning?
1: It's going good. Uh, You know, we're (laughs) getting over all that rain we got. Man, Uh,
2: that was a a deluge, huh?
1: We we got probably, you know, it's not official, but we're talking to people all around town. uh, Night before last, we got right at 15 inches of rain.
2: Woo, woo.
1: that's a whole lot of water. I mean, oh, my gosh, we had four inches of water in our office, and it it was just, oh, the whole town was unbelievable. It was, uh, it just stayed, it parked itself right on top of us and, and didn't leave.
2: Yeah, well, it looks like you're in the clear today. Things looking better. Yeah. Is all that rain going to bring the river up and affect your fishing?
1: Actually, <laughs> the rain is was all pretty local down on right on top of us. There was no there's no rain up the river to speak of. You know, there's some, but n- there's not going to be any flooding uh, up the river. It's all going to be local, so we should get rid of it pretty quick.
2: That's good. That's good. We're starting to see a few big trout over on the eastern end. How about out there west? Are you catching some of those big specks now?
1: Uh, some nice fish, but not any really big ones. I mean, you know, four pounds. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a five-pounder yet.
2: Yeah. Well, but those we are big fish these days. <laughs> a
1: five-pounder yeah, is a is, big that, fish. that is. That's a good fish. But, uh, you know, yeah, what we used to catch here, it's nothing like that. But uh, it's a lot of, I mean, a lot of really nice trout being caught right now.
2: If you it, were, were going to go out. the fish do good. If you What's were that? going to go out and look for if you were going to look to target some big trout today out that way, what would your plan be?
1: I would go out and uh, it's, it's more hmm. I would probably I'd put a topwater on and uh, cuz it's it's a nice morning, there's not a lot of wind, uh the water temperature's up warm, so I'd be throwing a topwater. If I'm going to specifically target a big crowd, I'd throw top water. And I would throw a, uh, my favorite bait is a super spook, uh, and I like the bone color. Now, with the water being off a little bit with all that rain, it's going to be you know, pretty fresh looking. I might move over to a darker color as the uh, that gold orange belly, another real good one.
2: Sounds like a decent plan. If you were going to hunt for some redfish, what would your plan be?
1: Oh, my goodness, I'd go over to Grand Lambert Bayou at the Weir's. But that's a no-brainer there.
2: Oh, boy, that's great when that's on, isn't it? It's just so yeah, quick yeah, and easy.
1: <laughs> it it makes uh, up
2: for those days that are real tough where you're struggling, you know?
1: That's right. It does. You know, and, and you know, with all the wind we've had this year, you know, we've we've been back here a lot. Uh, you, know, getting, you know, just finding a place to get out of the wind to fish. And, uh, you know, and there's been a lot of fish caught in West Coast too, Don. Uh, nothing real big, but uh, some really chunky trout. No big numbers of trout, but, you know, decent numbers. But, heck, we've been fighting this win. It, it's yeah. been unbelievable.
2: Well, Kirk, I imagine you, you all got the word around there about the red snapper going to a seven-day-a-week uh, season instead of yeah. the three-day weekends. How is it being accepted? Do you think most people are liking it that way?
1: Well, of course. You know, heck, yeah. You know, Don, I, I, you know, I don't snapper fish that much anymore. In fact, I hadn't been in a long time. But, you know, back, I, I guess a couple of years ago I went. And let me tell you, I used to snapper fish a lot. You know, back in the the 80s and 90s, I snapper fished a lot. And there's more fish. There's no more snapper out there now than there was back then. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that sure is. And we got a real extension on the poundage. You're almost a million pounds uh, can be hitting the deck. And uh, I think for the most part, what I'm hearing, people are liking that seven-day-a-week rather than the three-day. Oh,
1: absolutely. Everybody probably the commercial guys, but uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, – because they don't like to share. That's uh, to me. I think it's all been political why they've been doing this, you know, all yeah. that time.
2: Well, you know, one of the fallacies of the whole thing was when they were doing the assessments. This I'm talking about NOAA. Uh, they did not right. consider fish at rigs as as exactly. counted because normal. they said it's not natural. <laughs> well, 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 so, the fish are. <laughs> yeah, <Come on. laughs> yeah. Those fish you're catching and you see they're not really there because the habitat <laughs> yeah, is, the that's crazy. is not destructive. <laughs> it is insane. And and luckily and, and I tell you it's a real feather in the cap for the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries when uh, Randy Piscino was there and, and you know, we had a different commissioner at the time and they really worked hard to get that thing passed. And then other really states started copying it. They did a great job on instituting the, 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 the creel program.
1: Uh, I, I agree with you. They did do a good job. Uh, you know, you know, I think the wildlife fisheries the department, they, they get a bad rap. You know, the, the, there's a lot of things those guys do, especially behind the scenes, that the public doesn't know about. And uh, they really are working for the people and for the resources.
2: Yeah, we also had some uh, help from our representatives in uh, in Washington. Garrett Graves uh, stepped up to the plate and, and really fought for that, too. And it's good we yeah. got it. And I'm, I suggest to people, look, when you come to the dock and you see a biologist there, a lot of people are scared. They think it's enforcement because they see the trucks and they want to dodge them. But, you know, they're going to ask you surveys about how many did you catch, how long were you out there. And all that information, that data is good data to put to use, and that's how we better manage the fish. That's why we have a, a good snapper season back now. Something that's Exactly.
1: Missing. Exactly. I mean, we, we allow them to come to our dock. You know, they're there at least once a week, you know, three, four times a month they're at our, uh, at our dock. And, uh, you know, they take the creel surveys. They also come in and uh, they measure the fish, weigh the fish, uh, take the otolith bones out of their head, you know, so they can age them. You know, they do a lot of stuff with them. And, uh, you know, we, and it's, uh, oh, and they're really nice people. They, they work hard and uh, they're nice folks.
2: Absolutely. Well, uh, if you would, Kirk, give us the information for contacting you guys at Hackberry. If somebody wants to book a trip out there and get in on the lodging and get a good summertime trip coming in, I'm sure you're taking bookings now. and uh, Yeah, oh, too yeah, long yeah. Before the school's fishing. out
1: that's right now i think we're going to have a really good year this year because even with the bad weather we're catching all these fish and uh our number is 888-762-3391 and uh hackberry rod and gun spell out and dot com
2: and i every once in a while i'll check your dock shot give them the information on how to see what's coming in
1: oh yeah all you do you go in there uh and you log in you know you give your uh, email your name and just punch and it comes up you can see the uh the live camera and what, what the guys are all bringing in and what they dump there. And, you know, and, and it <laughs> live pictures, don't lie.
2: It's real time. What's the website? That's
1: right. Uh, it's Hackberry Rod and Gun. You spell out and.com.
2: All right. Sounds good. Always great to talk to you, Kirk. Glad the weather moved out on you. And y'all have a happy Easter, my friend.
1: All right. Thank you. You have a happy Easter, too.
2: Thank you. Captain Kirk, uh, Giving us one of those fishing reports. We got another one coming up from Captain Darrell Carpenter, and our Grand Isle is still in the (laughs) river. (laughs) A rainy, pesky, rainy situation. But let's see if they're catching some fish down there. He's got the finger on the pulse. We'll be back with Daryl Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. Don't forget to get your text in at 504-260-187. Questions, comments, and also your vote. Do you like a three-day or a seven-day snapper season better? We're back after this on the Outdoors with Tom Dubuque, Radio Network. And we bring in Captain Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com on Grand Isle. And Daryl, looks like you guys are in that pesky rain for a few hours down there how's the winds
4: well don that's what i'm kind of waiting to see the rain has actually moved on uh i guess it quit here about 30 45 minutes ago now we're waiting to see what the wind's going to do because a lot of rain was here was pretty stiff out of the west northwest Uh, i see the clothesline moving a little bit but it's it's slowed down considerably don't know what direction it's going to settle out on uh, got the boat ready. Everything's ready to go. The customers have elected to go eat breakfast and leave about seven o'clock. So the wind will make its decision by then. I hope.
2: I love your high-tech wind detection device—the uh, the clothesline. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's,
4: it's, dude, I've got a—I uh, got a monkey's fist hanging from the post. If,
2: uh,
4: if the, if the monkey—if the monkey's fist is wet, then it, it's been raining. If the monkey's fist it. is swinging, then the wind's blowing.
2: There you go. That's all you need. Listen, I got a text that just came in, and you're a good guy to answer this. They're looking for a good captain to go out cobia fishing. Who's a good captain to, if you want to target lemon fish?
4: Well, you know, you've got you've got Lance Walkers. You know, Lance has got a pretty good significant operation here. Double J fishing here on Grand Isle is doing a lot of offshore stuff now. There's some newer guys here that have started up. Uh, you know. My advice to any of them and you've been talking about the snapper season all morning is make sure, you know, if you if you want a good trip out of it, make sure whoever you're going with is has the federal permit. So you're not restricted right into that, you know, that, that little small state zone area. But uh there's several of them here on the offshore page uh, or or Grand Isles Town page that list is offshore. So just I mean, pick any one of them. I don't know a whole lot of them since I hadn't been in that game very long, you know, in a long time. But the ones that stand out, Jamie Gaspard, uh, Double J with Andre Boudreau, and then um, Lance Walker, and his crew.
2: I would say uh, Andre Boudreau, I've got personal experience fishing with him and, and did catch some lemon fish with him. Um, maybe go to the LCBA, Louisiana Charter Boat Association, and maybe you've got a whole list in there.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. The charter motor so, and, and you can drill it down by area. So if you if you're looking to go in the Grand Isle area, or whether you're looking to go out to Drink, Dennis or whatever, you can you can do the search by that area, pick that area of the map, and it'll bring up all the captains.
2: Got it. Now a uh, quick fishing report. How's it been before this uh, monsoon kind of descended on us for the past couple days?
4: Don the water immediately behind the island has been beautiful summertime green water. It just has not been. It hadn't been a whole lot of fish in it that middle marsh has been a little bit dirty. So we've had been having to go a little bit further North than what we'd like. So there's been a lot of small fish, but if you catch it, if you catch that two hour window where the wind quits blowing and the water cleans up a little bit, you've been doing, we've been doing pretty good here on the lower oyster reach, but the way the wind's blown this past week, it's just been, it's been hard to catch that two hour window.
2: Got it. Um, Darrell, as far as uh, Elmer's Island, I think we're getting close to that time of the year where it kind of reaches its peak on trout. What would you say? Are you hearing anything <clears throat> from people surf fishing down there?
4: No, Don, it's been completely too rough. I mean, all week long, it sounded like a freight train running up and down that beach. It's been it's been so rough out on the beach that it's actually been blowing the crabs up on the sand. People are starting to catch crab by, by just walking down the, the beach with a dip neck. The waves are pushing them up on the beach itself. But as soon as it calms down, I can tell you all of the trout that we're catching, all of the females, including those 11-inch fish, are full of eggs. I mean, whenever you catch them, the bellies are big. The 12 inches and above, when you go to cutting them, the egg sacks are there and fully developed. So they're in the spawn already. It's just going to take the weather and the water to get right, and you're going to find them on that
2: beach. All right, Dow, we're getting ready to wrap up here. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, get some information on fishing down in the Grand Isle area. Uh, you can find you on my website, com, and give them the rest of the info.
4: Well, as you said, on your site, or they can do com, or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All
2: right, you got a patent on that clothesline uh, wind detection device? <laughs>
4: It's more accurate than a lot of that scientific stuff they put out.
2: (laughs) You can't get no better than that. Darrell, thanks for your report as always. Happy Easter to you and the family.
4: All right, Don. You have a good one. All
2: right. We'll see you next week. All right. We come back. We're going to talk to Mike Gallo. Caught a big 6.6-pound speckled trout making news. That and more on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio
3: Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,